This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about the structured settlement industry from the experts in the know. Ringler Associates, quite simply the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years and the only broker you need. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Aviva, Genworth Financial, The Hartford, Mass Mutual, MetLife, and Pacific Life and Annuity. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Welcome to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler Associates New England Operations, and we're glad you could join us again today. You know, our show is coming to you uh, this time from our beautiful Newport Beach uh, environment. We have our Ringler Associates annual meeting out here, and uh, one of the reasons we're here is to, uh, to get involved with a lot of the new issues and discuss a lot of the uh, topics that are important to the industry. And I'm privileged today to have as one of my guest hosts, Pat Farber. Pat is a partner in Ringler Associates, and he's the manager of our, of our Western Region Operations, which is also based out here in Newport Beach. And Pat, it's great to have you here on Ringler Radio. Thank you, Larry. Thanks for inviting me to be here. Well, today our topic is protecting plaintiffs after a settlement and how new laws are affecting the sales of structured settlements. And what we're talking about here is the subject of factoring. And as it relates to structured settlements, factoring is uh, basically the offering to claimants of a discounted lump sum in exchange for their future annuity payments. And this has become a real burning topic in uh, the area of structured settlements. And maybe to understand the issue a little better, Pat, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about an example that can kind of give our audience uh, an understanding of what this is about. Sure, Larry. Traditionally, a client settlement is structured into monthly payments over time, and long-term financial security is then attained. But the client who faces an unexpected financial crisis may seek out a factoring company to solve their immediate problem for cash. The factoring company offers to buy their future settlement payments for a discounted lump sum today. This amount is usually a fraction, though, of what the total payments would be equal to, but it is attracted to some clients because it's immediate money today. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, a lot of times you'll see these commercials on television uh, offering these factoring deals to claimants. A lot of them... uh, at times when they may be a little bit uh, subject to uh, doing things that they shouldn't necessarily do. And factoring has become big business. Uh, just to give everyone an idea, uh, J.G. Wentworth, one of the largest factoring companies, has brought over $1 billion in deferred receivables and structured settlements over the last uh, 12 years or so. And uh, unfortunately, many people who have sold their settlements, they feel cheated later when they realize how much money has been lost. Uh, but luckily, like in many instances, there are people out there and organizations that are working to protect uh, claimants from these unfair sales. And our guest is one of these people. Uh, we have with us today Randy Dyer, who is the Executive Vice President of the National Structured Settlement Trade Association, or as we like to call it in the industry, NASTA. And uh, Randy, I'd like to welcome you to Ringo Radio. Thank you, Larry. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, Larry. Well, you know, we've got uh, a lot of different uh, examples out there, Randy, that uh, are just sad to hear about. Uh, Pat, why don't you talk about a couple of the real-life uh, factoring ideas, uh, deals out there that are causing some pain to some people? Well, I can give you two, Larry. Uh, we recently had a Minneapolis man who was permanently injured after a dog bite. He sold $67,000 in future payments for a lump sum of just $16,000 today. Another case is we had a New York City man who lost part of his leg after he was hit by a subway train. He recently sold $198,000 in future annuity payments that were guaranteed for a $54,000 check. 
Well, you know, these are just two examples of, uh, I know there are many, many more. Randy, aren't deals uh, with these huge discounts pretty common? And uh, how, why and how are these people willing to sell their settlements at these crazy discounts? Well, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a sad situation. Uh, the the uh, New York uh, case that you mentioned is even sadder, Pat, than that. Uh, the, the gentleman who lost his leg in the subway was actually homeless at the time, received his settlement, and with that money, with his structured settlement, put his life back together again. He had an apartment. He got married. He has a small child. Unfortunately, he also had a sixth-grade education, and when the factoring company came along and dangled some money in front of him, uh, they, uh, uh, they, uh, they, they took his whole life away. And over the course of five transactions, they got it all. Is that right? And, and in the end, he was uh, living on the, uh, the charity of uh, um, Abyssinian Baptist Church in, uh, in Queens. Amazing. Well, what do you think, uh, Randy? Are, are these people being misinformed? Are they being misled? I know these commercials come on. Uh, what, what, what are these factoring companies doing that, to put the pressure on these plaintiffs to, to, to do these deals? Well, the majority of these people are not, uh, are not uh, are misinformed. Uh, the majority of structured settlement recipients are not falling victim to these people. You mentioned that J.G. Wentworth uh, brags that they've done a billion dollars in these things, and they also say that they've done 65 percent of them. That would mean that uh, something south of two billion dollars have been been factored over the course of uh, 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 the past six or seven years that factoring's been around. Uh, we think there's an in-force uh, structured settlement market of about a uh, hundred billion. So this is less than two percent of the of the of the cases out there. But the <coughs> low-hanging fruit, if you will, of, uh, for the factoring companies are the, the, uh, the people who are undereducated, who are living on the margins of the economy, and uh, who don't understand the principles of uh, present value and don't have the advantages that most people have of being able to seek good financial advice. That's the key to the whole uh, matter. If, uh, if people can, can learn what these factoring companies are doing, look at what these deals are like, uh, nobody in their right mind would take one. Randy, there are laws that limit factoring on both the national and state level. Could you help us through some of the federal regulations? Yes. We, we uh, looked at this thing originally uh, six or seven years ago, and we decided that uh, we would like to put some form of regulation in place. We weren't sure how to do that. We thought uh, these, uh, we called these companies the gray market at the time because they were neither fish nor fowl. They didn't fall into the insurance industry. They weren't really banking, although their transactions looked much like loans. Uh, so we decided the, the best way to regulate them is, uh, is uh, through the courts, since structured settlements are in many cases products of, uh, of court approval. Um, so we created a, a model act that... Uh, uh, worked synergistically at the state and federal level. The federal uh, law, which was enacted in uh, 2002 as part of the 9-11 Victims' Compensation Fund, uh, provides the hammer. And then state laws provide the guidance for courts on how to, uh, to uh, deal with the, these transactions. You know, it, it's funny, though, Randy, you know, uh, judges have to play a role here when these... When these uh, folks approach them to try to factor these cases and how do these judges foresee the future financial needs of people who want to sell these settlements i mean they have a tough job don't they 
Well, uh, initially, I think judges were not sure what to do with these transactions. Uh, there are a number of, of people out there who believe that a fool and his money should be parted. Um, now that uh, the judges in the courts have had more experience, I think I would have to say the judges are getting it. And I uh, had a quote here from a case that uh, just came down not too long ago in which the court looked at a factoring transaction, it was a horrible transaction, and the judge said simply, the law says that I can approve or disapprove this, I'm going to disapprove it. And here's the quote. This, the case was Enri Corto. It's not the intention of this court to permit petitioners in uncertain and often desperate straits to be taken advantage of by companies whose overreaching makes predatory lending seem almost angelic by comparison. Well, that's, that's uh, exactly what we're talking about here. How do some of these companies get around some of these laws and legislation that, that has been passed? I mean, the factoring companies are still doing their thing, and what are they doing to get around uh, some of these uh, roadblocks? Well, the laws, uh, the laws have done, uh, done most of the work. The laws uh, were intended to um, put these transactions out into the light of day, and that's happened. And the factoring companies uh, uh, have to bring their, their deals to court and they're learning now that you can't bring a bad deal in front of a judge. He's just going to throw it back at you. You're wasting your time and your money. So it has improved the, uh, the, uh, what these, these, peop- these factoring companies are doing. But the deals are still not good deals. They're just better deals. Uh, what we did in putting uh, the laws in place is an important first step. But the, the first uh, guard against this is still the uh, advisor's that anybody should seek. You should go back to your original attorney, uh, ask them about these transactions, find a CPA, whatever it may cost you to get that advice is going to be far less than, than what you'll lose by doing one of these transactions. Randy, does factoring ever help a client? I'm sure there are, I'm sure there are rare cases where uh, uh, someone uh, actually needs the money and uh, the discount is... Uh, uh, you know, an unfortunate uh, side of that, but uh, I, I think there are some cases where people do need uh, need to do this, and when that happens, this is one way to go. But it's not the only way to go, I'd like to emphasize. Um, I think the best thing someone can do who needs to, uh, to convert some of their structured settlement payments into cash is to go to a bank, to a regulated lending institution. What they have is a highly valuable... Uh, uh, stream of payments, backed up in many cases by AAA-rated insurance companies. That's uh, that's good. Uh, that's a good asset, and you can get a loan against that, a regulated loan at normal lending rates. What is your firm's opinion of factoring? Uh, the association's opinion of factoring is very negative. I'd, I'd have to say that I personally have looked at, oh, I'd say, 200 cases like the, the two that you described, and I've never seen a case that a, a factoring deal that I would take personally or that I would allow anyone that I care about to take. And what does NASA do to protect these plaintiffs? We uh, took the initiative to uh, uh, get the laws passed at the federal level, and I'm proud to say that we've been successful getting laws passed in 43 states. Um, I know that uh, uh, many of the people at the Ringler organization were instrumental in helping me get those things passed. Larry and I uh, testified up in New England. Uh, um, Bringler Associates have worked with me all over the country, as have other NSSTA members. Uh, that's been the key to getting this legislation passed. In fact, this week, Hawaii's legislation is, uh, is being considered, and Donna Hanaeke uh, testified twice this week. So uh, it's, been, it's, 
been a great uh, – and one more thing. Uh, the, we got 43 states to pass this legislation in a relatively short period of time. People say it would, said it would take 10 years, 12 years to do this. We've done it in five. One of the reasons we've been able to do it is we've had uh, put together a coalition, a very unusual coalition that included casualty companies, the life insurers, and the trial lawyers. Uh, um, several legislators told me they've never seen that coalition put together. But these are the people. We, we, we also included bankers. We included uh, uh, the Chamber of Commerce. We've included consumer rights organizations and the disability groups. Uh, with that kind of force behind you, you can, you can make things happen very quickly. Well, that's, uh, that's the way sometimes strange bedfellows come together when a crisis occurs. You know, when brokers like Pat and I uh, do a structured settlement and provide this long-term financial security for claimants, uh, the, you know, the life insurance company is making these payments to the claimant, either directly to them, uh, to, their, to their home, or, or through to some bank account that's been set up for, on their behalf. How do these factoring companies... Uh, get to the point where the life insurance company uh, gets the payments to them. How, how does that happen? Well, initially the factoring companies would uh, uh, do everything they could not to let the insurance company know that a factoring transaction had taken place. One technique for doing that was to simply divert the payments into a bank account that the factoring company controls. So a check would come from an insurance company. Uh, the, uh, the recipient would call the company and say, uh, I no longer want you to send this check to my house. Send it to uh, this bank, or this uh, uh, P.O. box. The uh, check would go in. The factoring company would take it. They'd cash it. They would uh, return whatever portion of it would go to the, uh, uh, the victim in this case, and then the, uh, the, would, the transaction would be invisible to the insurance company. Now, the, <clears throat> the pernicious part of this is what the factoring companies would do, let's say that you came to the factoring company and you said, I'm receiving, you know, in round sums, $2,000 a month, and I'd like to sell some of my payments for whatever reason. factoring company would say, all right, but we don't want to buy your whole $2,000. We'd just like to buy, say, $500 of the $2,000, and here's how it's going to work. You send me the check every month, and I'll take it, cash it, take my $500, and I'll return the rest to you. So we do that arrangement, and I get your check. You used to get it on the first of the month. Now I get it on the first of the month. I cash it, and then I send you your money. Maybe I send it to you on the fifth of the month, the eighth, the tenth, the twelfth. You call up. You need this money. Where's my money? Uh, and I say, oh, you know, the insurance company didn't send it. They didn't make the transfer. I have all kinds of excuses. What I'm really doing to you is putting economic pressure on you. As this pressure mounts, uh, you go into debt. And now I say, oh, well, maybe you'd like to sell some more of your payments. I'll take another 500 of your payments. Only that deal I gave you last time, that's not available to you. Circumstances have changed. Now the discount rate's going to get a lot steeper. That's how the gentleman with the bad leg lost all of his money over the course of five transactions. Well, that's called creating your own self-fulfilling prophecy. This is, a, this is pernicious, as you said. What, what we'll do now, let's take a break. Let's take a short break and uh, come back in a couple of minutes uh, with Pat Farber and Randy Dyer and talk more about this uh, very interesting issue of, of factoring and how uh, we're dealing with it.
This is Ringler Radio, Internet radio from Ringler Associates. Quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for more than 30 years. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Aviva, Genworth Financial, The Hartford, Mass Mutual, MetLife, and Pacific Life and Annuity. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Experience counts. Over 130,000 cases structured. Ringler Radio is produced by broadcast professionals at the Legal Talk Network. Did you know you can download Ringler Radio and Legal Talk Network shows to your iPod? Just go to iTunes and subscribe to the Legal Talk Network. It's free. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. We have a great topic today, protecting plaintiffs after a settlement, how new laws affect the sales of structured settlement, really the whole issue of factoring. And with us today is our special guest, Randy Dyer uh, from NASTA, and my co-host, Pat Farber from Ringler Associates, uh, Newport Beach, California. And, P- Pat, you know, you've, uh, we, you and I have done these settlements for a long time, and we've uh, heard about these factoring deals that have uh, caused a lot of pain to these plaintiffs. And we've been crying out for this legislation, and Randy and, and, and NASTA has been really coming, uh, stepping to the table to do it. Uh, Pat, why don't, why don't you talk to, uh, get into with Randy a little bit more about uh, this legislation and what's happening even in the future about toughening it up. Sure. You know, Randy, one of the questions I get on a repetitive basis from lawyers uh, regarding their clients, plaintiff attorneys, is should there be stricter national legislation that limits or even prohibits factoring? Well, it's a tough question. We, as I said, there are occasions when uh, when that level of flexibility is important uh, to someone, and we don't want to foreclose them from from getting um, much needed money for surgery, for their children, for what whatever uh, it may be. It's not something that should be taken lightly, but we uh, we want to make sure these people are well protected. That said, we've seen uh, a new breed of factoring company that's come along and, and uh, tried to buy workers' compensation payments. As you know, uh, all 50 states prohibit or severely restrict the ability to buy workers' compensation payments. And what the factoring companies are trying to do is to use the, the uh, uh, legislation that we've put in place to protect people as an avenue to get around the restrictions on workers' comp. So we've gone back in many states, and we plan to go back in all the states and make it very clear that this legislation was never intended to allow anyone to uh, buy workers' comp payments. And, uh, that issue is up now in the state of Alabama. Senate Bill 36 is being considered with, with amendments that will protect workers' comp payments. And that's a particularly important state because no state in the union takes that more seriously uh, if you try to buy somebody's workers' comp payments in, uh, in Alabama, uh, it's a criminal offense. So uh, we, we want to make sure nobody gets around that statute. Well, you know, who, who, Randy, are these organizations that are trying to ease this process, uh, make it easier for factoring to occur? Who are we fighting against? Well, originally, the factoring companies were um, uh, born in, uh, in a business where they, uh, companies that tried to buy uh, any kind of payment streams, uh, private mortgages, uh, lottery winnings. When they discovered the structured settlement business, um, I think they went over the edge. They, you know, if, if someone in the marketplace uh, wants to sell a stream of mortgage payments, 
cut the best deal and God love you. But factoring uh, structured settlements, we're talking about um, people who are in many cases uh, uh, disabled, people who uh, need this money. This is fundamental money for them to keep their lives and their families together. Um, so uh, when they went into this area, they, uh, I think, started doing things that, uh, that got the attention of those who protect society from people like this. So I think the, in answer to your question, what we're up against now is Wall Street. We're finding companies that uh, don't care where money comes from and think all money's green. And uh, they, uh, uh, they're uh, getting involved in this and I, I think uh, uh, to, the, to the detriment of, uh, of, of our business. Well, brokers like, uh, like all of us look to the National Structured Settlement Trade Association and you, Randy, to kind of keep that fight forward and keep it going. Uh, we, we want to thank you for what you do in this, in this arena. It's been, a, it's been a long fight and I know you're going to continue to be vigilant in keeping this thing uh, on the front burner. Pat? You know, we as brokers, is there anything we can do uh, to help these plaintiffs avoid even considering these factoring decisions uh, in the first place? What can we do? I think, Larry, the the brokers who are involved in these mediations and settlements have a real responsibility to get to know the plaintiff, to get to know their family, their medical situation, and their future uh, loss of earnings issues. With that in mind, they can sit down with uh, the if the plaintiff has a financial planner or a uh, a financial person in their life or a family member or someone in their church who they seem to trust. This is the kind of thing where we can make sure that we blend our annuities into their personal lives and try and take out the need for some of this anxiety that comes after the fact. Uh, we certainly have access to the records. We know their past medical, so we'll know their future medical. Uh, lawyers do a great job of preparing uh, economic law statements, so and we are privy to those. So I think just the, the time, the care, and the understanding by the broker to make sure that the financial planning aspect of this person's medical and financial life and for their family and for their children and anyone who lives at their home can be taken care of to where hopefully, as Randy says, we do not have to butt heads up against Wall Street. It becomes a non-issue because we've taken care of them and done a wonderful job. Well, exactly. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of tools that are at our disposal to help them in that regard, not just the way we put together a structure and how it's uh, uh, laid out over someone's lifetime, but also, you know, providing some upfront cash that can deal with immediate needs that they may have. So it's a full, uh, it's a full effort that we all have to put in to uh, protect these, these uh, claimants from, from really being uh, taken advantage of. Well, I want to thank uh, Randy Dyer today for sharing his expertise. Uh, Randy, you've been a tremendous help to us. And uh, if you want more information on the National Structured Settlement Trade Association, you can visit their website at nssta.com. And, of course, you can also reach Randy there. Randy, I'm sure there are phone numbers and other ways to get a hold of you. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can reach us at uh, 202-466-2714. Uh, Larry, let me just want to mention one more thing. I said we uh, enacted legislation in 43 states. There's seven to go. Hawaii is up this week. We're also looking for sponsors in Idaho, New Hampshire, North Dakota, Vermont, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. And I know a lot of your listeners are uh, attorneys. Many of them are going to be in those states. We'd love to partner with you to see this legislation gets enacted. Well, we're all there to help you, Randy, that's for sure. I also want to thank my associate, Pat Farber, for being my co-host today, Pat. That was great. And you can reach any of our Ringlet brokers and receive valuable information on this and any other topics relevant to the industry at our website, ringlerassociates.com. I'm Larry Cohen. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.
Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. Ringler Associates, experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to injured parties and their attorneys. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Aviva, Genworth Financial, The Hartford, Mass Mutual, MetLife, and Pacific Life and Annuity.